Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more movie and nostalgia podcasts, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to Wistful Thinking, the podcast where we revisit pop culture from our youth to see if it's as good all grown up. I'm Jordan Poland clark With me is my co-host, Kara Gale-Regan. Hello. And today we're joined by High School Slumber Party's Brian Rodriguez. Hello. Thank you for having me once again on one of Welcome my f- favorite shows, Whistle Thinking. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. So today we watched another witch movie because it's still October. We're super into witches. I'm way more into these witches than I was the other <laughs> witches. Same. Uh, we watched The Craft from 1996, um, which is a movie about, I'm going to try real hard to do the plot, which I always mean to write down and absolutely never do. Um <laughs> It is a movie about um, a high school student named Sarah who moves to Los Angeles. Played Angel- by Robin Tunney, yep. who was in Empire Records. Mm-hmm. And she had to wear a wig in this of. because her head was still shaved from Empire Records. That wig it's not is great. so bad. It's not great. It's <laughs> one of the worst wigs. It's a bad wig. But she was also in another <laughs> high school film. Which one? Which I'll be covering soon. When does this episode come out? This episode uh, comes out who knows? on October 18th. Okay, so in about a month, you'll see another Robin Tunney movie, Encino Man. <gasps> oh my god! I forgot she's in mm-hmm. Encino Man! I love that movie so Absolutely. much. It's one, like, it <laughs> holds a very special place in my heart. Sorry. Anyway, we got sidetracked. What were you talking about, Jordan? Okay, so I was trying to say the plot of the craft. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so Robin Tunney plays a character named Sarah who moves to San Francisco. Nope, she moves to Los Angeles from San Francisco <laughs> after trying to kill herself? Question mark? I don't really know yeah, when that happened. I mean, that, that seems to have happened um, relatively recently. Yeah, and... So she moves there with her dad and her stepmom um, and goes to a Catholic school, question mark? Yes. Yeah. Where we find out or where she meets three other students who are witches and she's a witch and she completes like she's like the fourth. They've been like waiting for her. Um, They become super powerful together. It's pretty cool for a while. And then they get kind of crazy. <laughs> Shit gets dark. And then <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. Did I miss any important plot points? I don't think so. Okay. We did get into the movie before. I know. Okay. We have some other things to discuss before. We have some other uh, business to attend yeah. to House, here at the top of the show. Housekeeping, if you will. Housekeeping, As other if you will. call it. But. <laughs> uh, last week, you may have noticed something a little extra in your Wistful Thinking podcast feed. We with Brian's help, have come up with a fun and hilarious game called What Am I Chewing? Um, which we were doing off mic for a few times, and then we realized, like, hey, wait a minute, this should for sure be recorded for a podcast. So we're putting them out on our off weeks, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, we eat something, and then whoever else is there tries to guess what it is. Um, but it is actually a lot more fun. And yeah, I don't. It I I asked a few friends. So the first episode came out 
on the day that we're recording this episode. And I was like, y'all gotta listen to this and, like, tell me if it's any good or not, because, like, I can't tell, but we really like playing it. So we're gonna keep doing it. <laughs> it is extremely fun and delicious. So you can't go wrong with that. And as the contractually obligated co-creator, I fully endorse your episodes. I haven't heard it yet, but I can't wait. I got the little goodie come straight to my phone because I am a subscriber as anyone listening right now should be a subscriber and I really can't wait so very excited very excited for this new project listen play along yeah it's super fun um some other things uh we have a important election coming up on do you guys know what day it is (laughs) oh shit wow uh okay (laughs) listen I'm gonna go Like, when it's the day, I'll know, you know, it's on my calendar, it's just off the top of my head, I'm not great with numbers, on November 6th, in the United States, we are having a critical midterm election, Um, if you are still able to register to vote in your state, you should, Uh, hopefully you are already registered to vote, Y'all motherfuckers better go out there and vote on November 6th, because uh, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, and also, while we're talking about things that people should definitely do for all of our sakes, um, get a flu shot if you can, because it protects immunocompromised people like me and many of the people that I care about from, you know, getting the flu, which might kill us. So wow. please do that. Yeah. Wait, so- I don't mean to sound ignorant, so it's... No, please, ask questions. I'm someone, and we'll, we can get into it today, because this, this is one of the scariest parts of this movie, I am somebody who is afraid of needles. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, you know, and a lot of people are, and that really, it's scary and it sucks. Um, Do flu shots hurt? Well, I don't think so, and... In general, like saying, do flu shots hurt? It depends on which shot you're getting. There's actually like a couple different ones. Um, I think the one that's standard at this point is like a quadrivalent vaccine. And that's just, I don't know. This is like sciencey stuff that I don't know that much about, but I'm just like, give me all of the valence, please. <laughs> give me all of it. Um, but the thing is that over the years, the needles that they use have, um, really advanced a lot so it's a very small needle and this year I barely felt it like I have a, but at the same time I do have like a crazy high pain tolerance so I'm probably the wrong person to ask <laughs> um but you know the needles these days are so much smaller than they used to be and so much less painful than they used to be so um you know if if you can they're being offered in most commercial pharmacies. I walked into Walgreens and got one on a Friday night. Um, and a lot of insurances are covering them with a $0 copay. So please, if you if you can, and not everyone can, you know, whether it's because they don't have insurance or they don't, you know, they're, they don't have like a place that they can go and get one or uh, some people with other types of broken immune systems can't get vaccines. Uh, it's, but it's important that as many people as they can, can get one, so that it contributes to herd immunity, which mm. protects people like me. No one's ever told me that before. That's very interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm 
full of flu shot facts. <laughs> so if you have any other questions. I do have questions because okay. one of the biggest things that I hear, well, not biggest, one of the most frequent questions I hear about flu shots is, am I going to get the flu from the flu shot? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That keeps a lot of people away. Yeah. And that's a good question because a lot of people do have some mild to moderate flu-like symptoms after they get a flu shot. And what that is, is your immune system reacting to the flu shot. It's saying like, oh, we, we see this pathogen. Maybe we recognize this pathogen or we recognize something similar to it because we've had it in the past, but it's making antibodies. Again, this is like complicated stuff that like, I don't know all of the details on, so I like might get some of this wrong, but your immune system is making antibodies and that immune system activity, you might get aches, you might get a really mild fever, you might get a headache, that sort of thing. Um, and it's different person to person. People, you know, it depends on how, like if you've had the flu shot in the past and, you know, if you've had the flu in the past and stuff like that, it can all kind of factor into that, which is actually why I do it usually on a Friday afternoon or a Friday night so that like, if I don't feel great the next day or for a few days after, I at least have the weekend to recover. But you're not getting the flu. You're getting a dead virus. Um, and it's just, because actually the, the symptoms that you get when you do get the flu, those body pains and aches and stuff, like that's mostly immune system activity, like reacting mm. to the virus and not the virus itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm learning here. This is great. Good. <laughs> These are, I feel like these are frequently asked questions I hear. They know, are frequently the asked questions. And a lot of times they're like dismissed really casually, you know, like, oh, you don't get the, like, nothing happens. It's fine. Like, you know, but some people do have a physical reaction to it. And, it, you know, if people are allergic to eggs um, and like other like contraindications, like I said, not everyone can get the flu shot or they might have a serious reaction. Um, but uh, it's whatever it is, is going to be significantly less bad than getting the flu. And it's not a hundred percent protection. You may still get the flu, but theoretically it will be a less severe version of it. Um, you know, these things are complicated and the viruses change really quickly. So it's not, um, like you may still get the flu, but it's just an important part of like, public health, you know, to try and keep that managed. This year, actually, was the 100th anniversary of the Spanish flu of 1918, which killed more people than World War One and World War Two combined in like four months. Horrifying. So, so crazy to think about. Whenever I see that, it's like, what? How did that yeah. happen? Well, I mean... <laughs> Again, it's very complicated. <laughs> um, I can re recommend a really great book called Pale Rider. I forget who wrote it, but I loved it so much. And it was this really great in-depth kind of historical um, excavation of like, how did this happen? And like, why did this happen? And that sort of thing. So it's a like, a, if you're interested in history and you're interested in learning more about influenza and like outbreaks in general. Um, it's a really good book. You should host a podcast on huh. sickness and health. <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Go check out my old podcast in sickness and in health. Uh, yeah. You know, and I'll, like so many of the people that I've had on that show um, are people that benefit from herd immunity, whether it's because 
they have you know a weakened immune system because of or people who have autoimmune diseases maybe they're on uh, immunosuppressants or people who have cancer um, you know they are particularly susceptible to the flu uh, my immune system is just like an angry asshole and it like overreacts to things so if I do get sick I wind up getting a lot sicker than a normal person would and it's like really hard for me to recover from um, you know so like it's important to try and like not get the flu as much as possible. Um, if you're already sick with something, uh, it can wind up being really dangerous. And people, hundreds, thousands maybe, of people die every year from the flu. And it's not, it's not just infants and you know like super elderly people, which I think is is the perception. Um, people of all ages die, and different flus kind of can affect different populations differently. Um, that flu of 1918, one of the reasons that it was so deadly is because um, like sh young, strong people actually were particularly susceptible to that flu. And I forget why, but like that's why it was able to like penetrate the, or one of the reasons why it was able to penetrate the population so deeply. Good to know. Yeah. I, I, I definitely have talked about this for way too long, but do you have any <laughs> other questions? No, I don't. I just, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to definitely check out this book because that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's real good. Um, October, not just a month for registering to vote and flu shots, but also a month for horror movies and fun Halloween things. Have you guys watched any good horror movies or anything this month? No, I've done a terrible job. That's unfortunate. I have, I have one goal before October's over, and it's that I want to watch Hereditary. Okay. Everyone keeps recommending this film. I'm Yeah, I'm, that's why I want to watch it. I'm not a horror movie guy, and I mentioned this on my podcast, about how you know, a lot of high school films are horror. Well, sorry, a lot of horror films are high school films. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was something I was like never exposed to. And so I ask a lot of people, especially this month, what's the number one horror movie you recommend? Everyone's saying Hereditary. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen it. I don't actually want to see it. But <laughs> Hi. Um, I saw like one, didn't I say this to you already? That Probably. I saw like one gif of, uh, what's her name? The... Lead actress that's in that. She was so good, um, and I can't remember her name. Yep, I can think of exactly what she looks okay. like. Okay, well, I saw, like, one gif of her, like, screaming at her children, and it was, like, a little too much Tony for me. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. And I was like, mm, okay, I don't think I can see this movie. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it one day. I want to watch, like, one... I want to watch that, and then I want to watch, like, one old, campy horror movie. Yeah. But I haven't seen, though. Like, I've seen a lot of them. I just saw Halloween for my podcast for the first time, front to back. Yeah, how was that? I liked it. It was it was cool. But, like... It, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a good movie. Then, you know, I... Joey and I got in this debate both off podcast and on podcast because, well, Michael Manzi suggested I do the, a film called Jason X that apparently is a high school film about Jason and space of the friday the 13th oh yeah and i'm like i kind of remember when that one was out <laughs> and i was like this is why i don't watch horror films because you're telling me that i have to watch a high school film that takes place in space with somebody who just came from hell <laughs> does that not sound fun to you <laughs> yeah that sounds like a really good time like actually. It's, and not only it's a horror movie I just don't get and it. it's in space <laughs> i just don't understand 
I need to be indoctrinated a little bit more, but yeah, so far yeah, so that far might so be good. like it's too many things at once, you know. <laughs> no, but see that Start that's simple. like so, like I so I haven't seen that one, but like that's the kind of creativity that I can really get on board <laughs> like in a yeah. horror movie, you know, like because like they're not. Okay, no movie is real. This is a dumb sentence I'm about to say. No movie is That's real. That's not true, Jordan. Like, horror... we, we both talked about 8th grade, and we both felt real with that. That was very, that was real. very real. Right, so so to me, like horror movies are like the exact opposite <laughs> of that, you know? Like, like, they exist to be as absurd as possible, <laughs> and to exploit our feelings as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... Like, I can get on board with, like, some absurdity. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. If it's done well. Or but, if it's done really badly. Yeah. Also. That's also fun sometimes. Um, but I, I don't know. There's, like, a mix of different kinds of horror. Like, some horror movies are supposed to be, like, as absurd as possible. The other day, though, I watched The Witch, which I think came out last year or the year oh, before. Oh, I've seen that. It, a few years ago. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It wasn't as scary as, like, people... I'd been no. like, oh my god, it's like so fucking scary. And I was like, this is not that scary. I think it's like one of those, uh, like a lot of horror movies that are set like in nature, like really rely on being like, ooh, aren't the woods scary? <laughs> and that doesn't really work on me. <laughs> but When's the last time you watched Blair Witch Project? I have not seen that recently. I do want to watch it, but all that yeah. like, shaky cam is going to make me vomit. <laughs> Yeah, like that's. I hear that. I have a hard time with. I I find found footage movies like as conceptually really interesting, but I just like physically have a hard time watching them. Yeah, I saw it a couple years ago. It was still pretty good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Cause like, uh, well, like I guess I guess I'm gonna take back something that I just said. The reason Blair Witch is scary is because you're like, oh, this could happen to me. Like I could definitely accidentally get lost in the woods. <laughs> Like, probably there won't be any, like, supernatural things happening there, but even just, like, when they're getting lost in the woods and they're fighting with each other, it is so stressful. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I never go into the woods with other people. Only do it alone. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually really (laughs) dangerous, and I know I shouldn't do it, but I do all the time. Um, I actually have seen some really great ones. To your uh, desire to watch something like older and campier. I saw a screening of a movie called straight jacket starring Joan mm-hmm. Crawford, which was incredible. Um, I, it's maybe more of a thriller than a horror movie, but she's her and her eyebrows in that movie are just you sent me a picture of her eyebrows. And it wasn't even like a, a great angle for the brows. They really should like get their own credit for the movie. Um, that was really interesting. It's about this woman who, in a crime of passion, chopped off her husband's head when she found him in bed with another woman. Um, <laughs> and she, like, goes to prison, or, like, to an insane asylum or whatever for 20 years. And then she gets paroled and, like, is sent to live with her daughter um, so that they can reconnect and some strange things happen after that and i i really enjoyed it it was like at three different points i was like this is not the movie i thought i was watching um and it had love when that happens yeah right well sometimes 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 that's not a good thing but uh the had a twist ending that i like didn't see coming at all so that was super fun um and then uh just 
two other ones that I want to talk about real quickly that I watched were Jennifer's Body, which came out in 2009 and is so 2009. <laughs> is that Diablo Cody? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So written and directed by a woman. It was directed by Karin Kusama. Um, and it was like restorative watching that. It just was complete. Like it's incredible how because I've been watching so many horror movies and like a lot of the classics and stuff like horror is a genre where many of the movies actually do have a female protagonist um which is nice but so often they are written and directed by men and have a very male gaze to them and well, so and the protagonist watching... exists solely to get tortured in some way and perhaps murdered yeah yeah true um, and I found Jennifer's body just like extremely refreshing. How much um, annoying Diablo Cody dialogue is in it? So that's my only. That's why I've never. <laughs> it was seen my it. only bone to pick with it, but it's not. It's nowhere near as much as like Juno. Okay. Um, but I think also it's like maybe the dialogue isn't as. It's definitely not as funny as Juno, but it is still like really funny. Nothing scares me more, speaking of scary stuff, than doing Juno for my podcast. Oh yeah, why? Because I loved Juno when it came out, and I'm yeah, so afraid. And you don't want to revisit dialogue. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I think we're, we'll be covering Jennifer's body as well. So. Well, it is a delight. I highly recommend it. I think it's my f- favorite movie that I've watched so far, like in my Halloween horror ever marathon. No, just like in the past like month or so that I've been watching a bunch of horror movies. Um, were you at Joey's when we watched Demons, the one that was like uh, in the movie theater? Yes, that was when Pretzelgate was being was taking place. <laughs> Pretzelgate. Okay, we're not going to get into that right no, now. No, no, I don't. I don't feel like talking about the pretzel situation anymore. But please, <laughs> sure, ask I'll around. tell you about it later. Okay. It, it's um, it's been popping up on around. a lot of Cage Club podcast okay. uh, network podcasts. You can probably put the clues together if you listen to all of them. But just just. Off air, Kara, you can tell Jordan yeah. the story. It, it was a it was a really big deal. That continues. Well, at least up yeah. to last week it continued, right? Or like <laughs> early this week. Uh, pretzel game. But anyway, <laughs> we watched a great movie. It was yes. uh, made by Italians, like in Germany, but it was in English. It was weird, but it was great. All those movies he was playing were great, and these are movies like they were. I was never, ever, ever exposed to, so... Yeah. Well, they were all, like, foreign foreign films <laughs> and, like, foreign, like, horror from the 80s specifically. They were really good. Maybe I'm um, just going to, like, quit so life this weekend and, like, watch a bunch of horror movies. That is what I've been doing, and it's, good? it's okay, great. Maybe that's what <laughs> I'll mean, do. I didn't get to quit life, but I'm, like, doing it else, elsewhere. I can, I can send you a good list. Yeah. Um, I did watch Practical Magic again, which is like not a horror movie, but I do love it so much. And then the last thing that I want to talk about, and then we can get into the craft because I think it is uh, directly related, is I actually bought a physical copy of The Rage Carry 2, mm-hmm. which came out in 1999, <laughs> a sequel okay, to... I want to say I saw that in theaters. Yeah. I, also I saw say that before I young. saw the original Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe I did also. Well, remind mm-hmm. me what happens in the Rage Carrie too. Um, so another movie that is 
so of its time. Like it's so 1999. I enjoyed that aspect of it so much. Um, like one of them has like a, in their locker, they have a picture of Marilyn Manson, um, the cover of a whole CD and a picture of Fiona Apple. And I was like, yes, <laughs> Wait, this is great. Separate I'm but related to what you just said. If somebody told you in 1999 that 20 years later Marilyn Manson would still be like a popular touring artist, would you like what would you have said to them? I would have been like, great, cool. Like, that's kind of. <laughs> I was like pretty shocking. into Marilyn Manson. Yeah, what? no, I don't think so. I think it's kind of shocking. Whatever. I'm also very. I'm on board with it. But is he a popular touring artist though? Yes, my friend is going to a music festival in New Orleans in a couple of weeks and Marilyn Manson's totally playing at it and he's like yeah, on tour like, all the time like he's still well, a thing that's all I mean yeah no that I mean I would have thought that like maybe he'd have a different shtick by now and he definitely should but what whatever, you know, would it be what cares? would it be how do you change your shtick from that like a crooner I don't know it's just and I felt this way about uh, Trent Reznor <laughs> too with Nine Inch Nails like really like you're just gonna be the, the dark angry guy for the rest of your life okay cool he, I feel like I'm not gonna do this justice but I feel like I've read about him talking about that a little and it's actually super interesting yeah well he does scores I just, right like yeah I mean like it's yeah it's whatever I just like and you know as a former teen goth myself who is now an adult almost goth like I, it's not about like the gothness of it. It's like the level of anger, <laughs> you know. Right. That's that's what I mean. Cause like you're not, yeah. You can't if you're like 50 and that's the anger that's still inside right, of you. Like right, 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 that's right. like it definitely shouldn't be manifesting itself that way anymore. And also like you have a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you know, people want to hear the hits, and you got to give the people what they want. So yeah, man. They they started playing a perfect drug live, and there's a video of it, and it was like, I'll just watch this and see, and I was so into it. Yeah, and apparently they're incredible live. I'm thinking um, about going to see them. I would, but they use a lot of flashing lights in their show, mm -hmm. and also I can't really go to concerts because they're too loud in general. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so the rage carry too. What happens is. Um, well, the main character is not named Carrie. <laughs> She's named Rachel. Uh, but she, it turns out that she is Carrie's half-sister. Mm -hmm. So they share a father. Um, so she's, you know, a goth teen high school kid whose best friend is played by Mina Suvari, which I didn't realize, who I didn't realize was in this. And this friend hooks up with this guy played by Zachary Ty Bryant of uh, Home Improvement, the eldest oh, son. Yep. Uh, and she's, like, really excited about it. And uh, then it turns out that, like, these guys on the football team have this, like, book where they're gamified sleeping with women and, like, uh, assigned points to them. And so, like, everyone that they're hooking up with is not... It's Which shares a very kind of close thread with uh, the craft i think mm -hmm. uh, a similar situation where the guy's all charming and then they have sex and then it's like oh he has no idea who you are or whatever mm -hmm. um treats you very cruelly afterward which is shitty don't do that but anyway um 
Oh, and she finds this out, and then she jumps off the roof of the high school, which I, I didn't love, and it, they didn't do that very well. Like, they didn't handle that very sensitively, but, um, and that, I don't know, Rachel figures out that, like, the, the reason that she uh, tried to kill her, or did kill herself, um, and... Oh, she winds up hooking up with one of the other football player guys, but like he seems different, of course. And uh, then it tur- and she has like the telekinesis thing, and then like the popular kids set her up at this party for like, like not the same as like in the original Carrie with the pig's blood and everything, but a very like Y2K version of that, which is that. Uh, they had secretly taped her having sex with oh, this guy. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And were, like, broadcasting it on these, like, huge screens yeah. and, like, forcing her to watch it and showing her the book and, like, all the points that these different this women This is, like, a very dark American pie. <laughs> yeah. There, are a, lo- there yeah. are a lot of, like, similar things. It, that's it, really... That's and, so interesting, And it came yes. out the same year, so I thought that was Yeah. Wow, wow, that... Uh, that's a t- completely different lens. But it's, like, the same movie. movie yeah that's so interesting wow. <laughs> um and it's like it's so of its time it's like i said it's like so 1999 but at the same time these themes are like so 2018 like so current too um because uh she was like working with the guidance counselor and the da and stuff and they were actually going to file statutory rape charges against zachary ty bryan's character because mina suvari's character was only 16 and he was 18 and all of these girls had like been devastated by this behavior and had been like coming to the guidance counselor like she says like i've had five girls crying in my office in the last week because of this stuff so they were actually going to file charges against him and then his shithead dad comes in and is like well if he's going down so is the rest of the football team because we have proof and blah 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 um and they want the football team to win the big game so they all get away with it. Ew. Um, but that's before the, the party scene. Okay, and then she just, like, kills everybody. And then she kills everyone, yeah. I'm sorry, did you, uh, you mention this, but is this just a spiritual sp- sequel to Carrie, or is she somehow related to Carrie? Oh, no, this is... It's called The Rage Carrie But too. is she, like, Carrie's so daughter? Or like... No, she's her half-sister. They share a father. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. And it was directed by a woman. Um, not and it was directed by a woman. By and a woman, I though. Yeah. But um they feel like fundamentally different in a way like the gaze, of course, is fundamentally different. Um and it like it's such a shame that more women have not historically been able to direct horror movies. A lot of women directors have gotten their start in horror, but like by the numbers, the same way with all movies. Uh, women have not gotten the opportunity to direct horror movies when I think (laughs) there's this like vast well to draw on in like new and different ways that like have not been explored. Well and we'll get there. Hopefully. We will. I'm excited for it. (laughs) Which brings us to the craft. Which like I said on the last episode when we were talking about how this was a movie that we were going to do that the last time I watched this, which was like last Halloween, um, it was striking to me how powerful these girls were. And like, at the same time that I like looked at the IMDb page and saw like written, directed, produced all by men. And it, 
like changed it a little bit for me um I don't know how did how did you feel watching this I was thinking about that the whole time that I was watching this um I think that if more women had been involved in making this the characters would have throughout the movie been more nuanced and Mm. interesting and I Mm. think that there are parts there are parts where these characters seem like they could be full humans (laughs) Um, they don't quite get there but they don't quite get there and some of them actually don't like like, um, Bonnie and Rachel is that her name? no that's her real name is Rachel True what's her name in the movie? like definitely they give her the least to do (laughs) Yeah, and she is awesome. I, know. I love her. Like, She's so like, good. You really can see, like, there are really strong parts for... Um, Rochelle. For Nancy. Rochelle, yeah. Rochelle, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's really strong parts for Nancy where you can almost see her as a complex human being and the same, yeah, you see and the same life, for Sarah. You see. But they really yeah. don't let the other two have that. And they really don't let anyone else in the movie have that either. And that's yeah. what I think I mean, a woman's gaze would bring to this. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if there's, like, room for it, you know? That, like, you have these two kind of big characters mm-hmm. taking up a lot mm-hmm. of space. But, yeah. Brian, what did you think? That I feel like uh, that happens a lot um, in mm-hmm. these kind con- when they're... People like to have four characters, and mm-hmm. there's always two that they flesh out, and two like other accessories. Yeah. So I. Here's. here's I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but here's what I kept thinking. Um, think about like Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's a movie that has a mm. ton of characters, and. You know, I'm not saying they're perfect characters, but they do all have something a little more to them than is given to most characters. And not to make that a gender thing, like male versus female, but I think women tend to do a better job at that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Continue. I mean, I, I don't know if they do or don't. Um, I, you're right, though. A lot of movies just do it better. This is not the best written movie with characters. But there's, I mean, that's just, there's so many movies that just throw out, like, the second two people. (laughs) And it's a shame. I love ensemble films. Like, ensemble films are my favorite type of films. If I had to have a dream film podcast, it would be, like, a a group of sisters on Thanksgiving, you know, and how they react (laughs) to that. Like, as simple and boring as that is, like, I love that, like, balanced characters. And this is not a movie with that, but... I mean, they. I think they try with like, oh, she's on the swim team. You know? Yeah, but that's so, that's so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we didn't give her anything to do. Okay, she's a diver. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie has bad skin. Like, right? Like, which I mean, that whole like storyline with her disfigurement. I'm just gonna say like that was problematic, but also I don't really want to get into like all of the reasons why. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that, like, 
just because like a, a lot of times we wind up talking about mm-hmm. disability representation in various films so i don't want to like let that go unacknowledged I, yeah but also... yeah i i also think like ev- it, it tried to address a lot of things like it put a lot of things in this movie that you don't see in in a ton of movies or high school movies maybe yeah. even like so because there's like more than one instance of mental illness there's um, mm-hmm. her scars, there's racism in this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't handle yeah, any of it no. well. But it's all there. They no, tried. There. <laughs> they there. tried, I guess. Yeah, they tried. They did try. And, like, also, I fucking love this movie, by the way. I, like, we kind of, like, jumped into the criticism, <laughs> but, like, I still really I like this movie a lot. And it was, like, really also extremely important to me as a, as a teen goth and aspiring witch. Did, Brian, had you did you see this movie when you were young, like as a teenager? This is yeah, I have seen this movie a couple times, right? And I've never really paid attention until this time, and mm. and this time I actually enjoyed it most. Um, but what I was gonna say is like I've seen a lot of I see a lot of high school films, and believe it or not, the, like it's silly how it tries and fails. But I'm just like really happy that it even tries because you don't see that a yeah. lot. Sad, but true. Oh, by the way, like, <laughs> I think in descending order, in terms of, like, characters fleshed out, it just, like, goes from, like, the top two to eventually just, like, nothing. Like, everybody else in this movie is, like, nothing in terms of... The guy who... Uh, Chris Hooker? Oh, um... I, uh, Skeet Ulrich? His yeah. name is Skeet? In real life, yeah. You don't know who Skeet Ulrich is? What is he from? I don't know. Scream. Oh my goodness. He was in Oh this. yeah, he was in you're Scream. right. Scream. <laughs> he is Johnny Depp. Bobo. He's Bobo Johnny Depp. That's he who he is. But he's better because I feel like he's doing a lot better than he's Johnny better. Depp right he's now. He's less shitty. Um, he was on this post-apocalyptic show from the early aughts called Jericho that I really liked. And he's in Riverdale um, now. Yeah. Everyone's he talking about. plays Jughead's dad. Yes. Yes, he does. Okay. Now I you guys, I've already told you this a hundred times, but watch Riverdale because it's so good. <laughs> okay. But like his character kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Breck and Meyer's character is even worse. But this like, was like the time when Breck and Meyer two very enthusiastic. This was like the time when he was in him. everything, though. I love. But yeah. he's like this is like, this is him too. at his worst. <laughs> yeah, but also like at the same time, like at his Breck and Meyer's, <laughs> I feel like you know, he's he's that uh, Travis character from Clueless, like turned up a few notches with like asshole yeah. sauce all over him. Yeah asshole version of him that's seen less mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man no but I, I really like i enjoyed it this film on this watch so much and i think again it's because i've been seeing a lot of high school films and this is like a really good high school film it, it's not a really good film it's not like perfect like that yeah but in terms of like high school genre and like nine what years is 96 mm-hmm. it's like wow like I, i'm Watch other high school films from 96, and you're like, okay, this is one of the better ones by far. Here's what I like. Here's what feels very high school to me about this. is like, you have these women who, like, are becoming insanely powerful, and... I swear I got a contact high, like, just (laughs) from their power in this movie. Like, and not, like, the, like, witchy power, but just... Like, them walking down the hallway, like, doing that high school like movie, slow-mo. like, 
yeah slow-mo thing oh. where I was just like and I wrote it down in all caps to have this much power as a teen girl like it is like electrifying to me yes just because like I felt so 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 unbelievably powerless yeah. as a teen girl you know did you you guys saw it as teenagers yeah I mean, mm-hmm. most most girls are age, like, watched this. Yeah, so I got into this movie because I was super into Charmed, which came out, like, a couple <laughs> years one after of the songs it was a TV show. as a theme song. Yeah, well, apparently, in 2017, the director of this, Andrew Fleming, stated that Charmed actually ripped off this film. He revealed that he actually wrote a pilot based on the movie for Fox, which the WB was also strongly interested in, and uh, it was actually his idea to have that exact version of How Soon Is Now as the title theme, Um, and the pilot was not picked up. And the following year, Charmed premiered. Uh, furthermore, Robin Tunney stated that the ripoff was, quote, completely obvious to the point that people would think that I was on Charmed really? for years after. I've watched yeah. Charmed recently, and it's not the same as this at all. No. And also, <laughs> they couldn't get the rights to that song, so they had to replace it with, like, some dumb knockoff when they re-released <laughs> it. It's sad. It's disappointing. I hate when that happens. Yeah. yeah that sucks. Because that's actually like one of my favorite versions of that song, song, uh, originally by the Smiths. This soundtrack is so good. So good. (laughs) I watched this um, with with the captions on, as I usually do. Yeah, And so it would like say the title and the artist of the song every time it came on. Yeah. And like at a certain... Not all captions do that, but This one did. This was on Amazon. But it became like... A, it felt like a joke af- by like halfway through because like every like it was like you didn't even try to like branch out you just like only <laughs> yeah. those songs that were about witches and magic mm, not only because uh, <laughs> I took a picture of the screen uh, with Robin Tunney standing uh-huh. in the hallway like with like an ugh look on her face and then um, the caption said okay. Susie and the Banshees sick child playing and I was like this I want this framed on my wall guess I what I'm Susie doing right now downloading the soundtrack even better i'm on amazon <laughs> Whoa. on vinyl nice proceed to check out yes okay but here's Wait, let me see here's what i was thing. gonna say about Continue. their powers and the way they use their powers as teenage girls women i don't know mm-hmm. somewhere in between um they you can you can hear with the magic that they're doing that their intentions are good they often talk about things like make me beautiful on the inside or like they're wishing good things for other people but then the second thing that they say is always a real snot teenage girl wish like like make me pretty or like make the boy <laughs> like me which is so it, this is that's what made it really high school for me it's like and and really accurate to seventeen year olds. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. I thought you, you were no, gonna, like, it felt like really accurate. It's like they wanted to do something good, and then they also wanted something that was kind of selfish, and they fucked up because they're seventeen. <laughs> Very. True. Also, they were all like thirty. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. Well, that's a high school movie. <laughs> One of the tropes of high school movies is that everyone's thirty. Very true. Uh, but I um, excerpted part of uh, an essay that was on Rookie, which is a wonderful site slash magazine. I have that um, open for right now. teen girls, and I didn't. I don't know. 
Uh, it's making oh, my computer who wrote freeze, it? actually. My computer yeah. really doesn't like that I have it open, but I'll try to tell you. Probably. Maybe it's cursed. Uh, well, you look for that. I'm going to read this excerpt because um, it covers it. Like the essay in general is about um, how like history of the occult a lot of times uh, and like how it's viewed by the larger society has been shaped by uh, general fear and mistrust of young women. Um, and it talks a lot about like this kind of interesting power dynamic. Uh, Before there was the craft, there were the Salem witch trials, which basically started because the young girls of a town were engaging in unearthly demonic behavior, such as screaming and throwing things. You know, the sort of thing you'd never do as a 12-year-old, especially not if you were stuck in the freezing cold Puritan settlement where the funnest activity was churning butter. Their parents took a quick look, were like, clearly Satan has done this, and promptly went about slaughtering half the town. Um, I will note here, this is me editorializing, that uh, there was a not great racial component to the Salem witch trials um, with Tituba and racism. I can't really get into that right now. I just wanted to acknowledge that before going on. And also that there's a weird racist dynamic with how we talk about witches and witchcraft and the history thereof. But anyway, um, in the 20th century, Annalise Michel had an epileptic, mentally ill girl who started to have seizures and hear voices at 16. She died of starvation and dehydration because her parents chose to hire exorcists instead of getting her to a hospital. They were convicted of manslaughter, but her grave is still visited by people who believe she was possessed, and thanks to two or three pseudo-biopics, Annalise's story has become a central part of the disturbing pop culture tradition of movies about young girls or teens who are possessed by Satan. Oh, and by the way, do you have a poltergeist? Check again. Many people who believe in ghosts believe that the presence of a teenage girl in the house attracts malevolent spirits who feed off their burgeoning sexiness and intense girly emotions. All of this is typical girl fear. Once you realize that The Exorcist is essentially the story of a 12-year-old who starts cussing, masturbating, and disobeying her mother, in other words, going through puberty, it becomes apparent to the feminist-minded viewer why two adult men are called in to slap her around for much of the third act. People are convinced that something spooky is going on with girls that once they reach a certain age, they lose their adorable innocence and start tapping into something powerful and forbidden. Little girls are sugar and spice, but women are just plain scary. And the moment a girl becomes a woman is the moment you fear her most. Again, me editorializing. The Witch, I think, deals with this really well. That movie that I was talking about before. I continue. which explains why the culture keeps telling the story, but it doesn't explain why girls are drawn to it or why we would be compelled to play it out, even if it's goofiest and Feruza bulkiest incarnation. incredible in this. She's so good in this. Um, why is the Ouija board inevitably brought to the sleepover in spite of the fact that every single session brings on pants peeing levels of terror? <laughs> Why did at least one girl in 1999 claim that she had been converted to a whole new religion by watching Charmed and Sabrina the Teenage Witch? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. 
Okay, no, that is <laughs> the hilarious. The Sabrina part is like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the author puts in parentheses, Melissa Joan Hart has played many roles, but I am of the opinion that spiritual counselor should not be one of them. <laughs> Why can I, to this day, read your tarot cards and explain in some great detail the importance of your sun sign as compared to your ascendant? Well... Note the differences between these stories. When one girl gets possessed by Satan, she is smacked and yelled at by the grown-ups until the evil leaves her. But in stories about witches that made girls actually want to do and be magic, the craft, charmed, buffy, the power comes in some essential way from being together. And together is what we were or what we tried to be in a time nice. that we thought we were magic. Isn't that nice? I didn't actually finish the essay. I didn't mm, finish reading because nice. I was like, mm, I'm going to leave it there. That's a nice thought. <laughs> I just laugh because, you know, it would be it would be very hilarious if, like, everything I said in the previous paragraphs, I do not believe. <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch is the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> They're making a new one, right? Which I am so excited for. It's like of the Riverdale Elk. Yeah. Elk. I think it's the same, same producers and stuff. And um, I was, like, a little hesitant when it was first announced but i just enjoy riverdale so much that i am totally here for it and the trailer looks pretty cool um did that excerpt bring up mm, anything for I mean, either it sounds of you? true um i really mm-hmm. liked in this movie how they so i i think two things i think that if this was written and directed by a woman the the friendships would have been better explored um it would be more interesting not that it's uninteresting yeah. it's just yeah i think it would have been really interesting to like set it at an all-girls school Ooh, yeah like well that's a, okay so like something. like yes we have there are men in this movie um because like we find out that nancy had a relationship maybe or something with chris and he was shitty to her mm-hmm. so she hates him and really calls him out on his shit in a way that I was, like, super pumped about. Like, right away. She's like, don't fucking talk to that guy. He's the worst. And she's right. Um, but then, like, Sarah puts a love spell on him and he gets all rapey and, like, super not cool. Um, but, like, a, like, that really is feels very much like a sub plot like for a movie mm-hmm. that's about four teenage girls this is very much a movie that is about those four teenage girls and it's not about the dudes in their lives except for that one yeah, that one true. part which like is seems like the appropriate amount you know like they're not even even mm-hmm. when bonnie gets well bonnie was always hot because she always looked like nev campbell who's a very attractive person <laughs> yeah. that oh my god <laughs> i was like wait what but like so i was so confused she's like all covered up in the beginning of the movie like, you know, wearing, like, long sleeve shirts and stuff, and then she starts, like, showing skin when her scars go away, because she wants to. Um, even then, like, she's not using, like, her pride in her appearance and her, like, exploring, like, kind of her sexuality. She's not really using it to hook up with dudes. She's using it to, like, mess around yeah. with them, and then just, like, leave That's them, true. <laughs> you know? Um, like, it seems like it's a fun game for her, but she's not, like so worried about like getting a boyfriend or like having sex like she's not super worried about any of that at least not she's not talking Mm -hmm. about it so like that was cool it like really was just a movie that was about them and their friendship in a lot of ways also nancy pulls a uh, reverse frankenfurter on skeet ulrich (laughs) 
<laughs> she what? I, uh, this is a term that I just coined while watching this movie, a reverse Frankenfurter, <laughs> uh, which if you think back to uh, the Rocky Horror Picture uh-huh. Show, uh, Dr. Frankenfurter sneaks into the bed of both Brad uh-huh. and Janet disguised mm-hmm. as their respective uh, other, and Nancy disguises herself with magic as Robin Tunney's character, whose name I can Sarah. never remember. Sarah. Uh, and, like, gets, like, starts hooking up with Skeet Ulrich, and it was like, ha JK, it's actually me. <laughs> Which is not okay. Like, that's not an okay oh, thing to do, but it did kind of make me laugh. <laughs> uh, what's her name's in this, too, right? Christine Taylor? Yeah. Who that? The blonde girl. Ben Stiller's wife. She was um, in Hey Dude. Oh, uh, Marsha Brady. Yeah, she was Marsha Brady. That's the other thing. Did y'all watch Hey Dude? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in Hey Dude? Yeah. I did yeah. not realize that. I haven't seen Hey Dude since... It was on. I definitely watched some yeah. of it on YouTube recently. Wow. Yeah, you're right. My, the note that I took was race, racist asshole bitch ass Martha Brady. Do you think, did you? And then, whoa, she's worse than I even thought. Did you feel bad for her? So here's the thing that I feel no. conflicted about in this <laughs> is like both. So she loses all her hair and mm-hmm. Skeet Ulrich loses his mind because he's under this love spell that he can't control. And it's like you almost start to feel bad for them should we i, I did a little and then i was like no <laughs> ew, no no i mean i at the same time i think was like projecting some of my own feelings about those kind of kids like in high school onto these specific characters you know and like just didn't like can't find empathy mm-hmm. for them like in in this situation mm-hmm. just because they are awful like before this stuff starts to happen to them and like sure they i mean ski Ulrich definitely doesn't deserve to die (laughs) for sure but you know he sucks (laughs) he is and uh you know as soon as he tries to rape robin tenney i'm like you deserve everything that's coming to you well i i was a little conflicted because like um the characters didn't know why that was happening to them, so yeah, it's not like um, again. I don't remember the char- Christine Taylor's character name, but she's not like, oh, I'm losing my hair because I'm a mean person. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know, it just was just happening. Yeah, yeah, and she even says, "Why is this happening?" Well, and to even me? and even Chris is like, "I don't know what happened. I just woke up one day and I was like this." Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did fantasize a few times in high school about putting Nair in people's shampoo. Wow. <laughs> but I would never actually do that. No, you would use magic. <laughs> right, because the Nair thing is, like, logistically impossible, especially, you know, we didn't have to take showers in our high school, so it would be hard. Do, does anybody have to have to take showers in high school? Because we didn't either. School. Okay. The, only the swim team and the wrestling team. Oh, yeah, school. that makes sense. And that was it. Gross. Um, something else about Christine Taylor, I didn't know. Okay, so this is 96, and she's a high schooler. But in 1997, she's like on an arc on the show Friends. She was on she's, Friends? Yeah, she like dated Ross while Rachel was broke up. Ugh. But, but regardless. Why would she, anyone oh, ever she date was, Ross? She, and she was named Bonnie. And then she, she shaves her Bonnie. head. And she also was bald. Yep. Interesting. I was like, what? Sometimes I think just these producers just like watch shit and like, oh, she's been bald in this. Yeah. Let me just cast her here. So, yeah, I don't know. 
uh, something that came across while I was watching it that's completely unrelated to anything. Did either of you ever go to Catholic no. school? Yeah, I mean, I went to, I technically did in college. I went to St. John's oh, University. Yeah. Did you have to go to mass? No, we did not. Um, we the only thing we had to do was religious education. Um, like the first year. No, okay. We had to take three classes of religion. Oh, that's so many. No, but one, only one had to be Catholic. Yeah. And then the rest, so it was fine. I took, actually, I took uh, Women in Religion, and that was a very fun class, so I can't complain. That sounds interesting. Yes, and that that was fun. So, like, there was a lot, a wide array of classes, but it's not like we had to wear uniforms in college or anything. Yeah. No, it was just the the scene where they're going to mass. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I briefly almost went to Catholic school after my freshman year because I hated my school so much. Um, and I, like, went and spent a day at a Catholic school near me. Um, and, like, the whole day I was like, this is pretty cool. You, like, don't have to decide what you're going to wear in the morning. Like, whatever, this is fine. <laughs> and then I got to, like, the ninth period religion class, and I was like... Oh yeah, no thanks. <laughs> this is not for me. Uh, so dodged a bullet. I used one. to go to the church in college, but that was for a couple reasons. One, they knew what time to put mass at because it was six p.m. <laughs> on Sunday. All right, that's reasonable. So no one would wake up. Two, it was it was because it was like they made it the cool place to meet girls. So (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like the opposite of what probably Uh, the intention of church, but it was like a young people's meetup. So, and well, no, because I think that they do want you to meet and get married and make more Catholic babies. I guess, I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. It's almost like an Olympic village of Catholicism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But with no condoms, no condoms. I recently did uh, the movie saved for my podcast. Oh, that's a great movie. Very yeah, underrated. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's one that, that a lot of people have not like mentioned or seen lately that I really think they should because it does uh, translate well to this time. But yeah, it's always weird, right? Like, cause if you go to public school your whole life, it's weird to think about like a religious component of high school. But I feel like yeah. most kids I know who went to like Catholic school, that part was like largely ignored. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it seems also largely ignored in in this school as well. Well, like, yeah. who are there, I mean, where we're from, people don't go to Catholic school because they're religious, generally. I think some parents. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, like, I think it's a parental yeah. thing, usually. That's but true, not though. the kids aren't like, I'm really into this. No, 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 but I don't think that's true of any school. Well, not any school, because there's a lot of... Well, we're, we're really going to weird topic, but... You know, <laughs> that's I, okay, that's I live what the in show the, is I live about. in the city, and there are a lot of great, like, public schools that you can apply for that have different, like... Uh, not majors, that's a better way... That's a bad way to put it, but, like... Themes. Like, there's a heart... No, themes, that's like, yeah. in, a, in a movie, it would be a theme. Like, con- like focuses. Like, you can yeah, choose focuses, to focus yeah. on something specific at those schools. There's a school at the Met. There's a school, like, in the harbor. Really? Yeah. There's a school in the harbor. And you just have school like on a boat. What? And it <laughs> and it's like really cool like stuff, and it's public school. Again, you got to take yeah. like tests to get in and show like a genuine interest. Yeah. An interview. Yeah, I had uh, several friends that went to LaGuardia, which is like the arts. Oh yeah, school. we will be covering fame on my podcast, which takes place there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So I don't know how we got on that topic, but it made me think of 
um, just Catholic school in general. Different kinds of school. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other reason that I just decided not to go to the Catholic school was that they their art program was like mm-hmm. nothing. We actually we were lucky to have really wonderful art teachers at my public school, but the, at the um, they, at the Catholic school they were like way more focused on academics. And I was not. <laughs> you have to say there are not many like there. It's not something you hear right like Catholic schools having good art programs. Which is insane, right? Like the like the Catholic Church was is probably the largest benefactor of art in human That's history. That's a really good point. Like they should encourage that more. That's interesting. But I think also like to encourage art in the twenty first century is to encourage dissent. <laughs> you know, and maybe that's always been true. Um, but I know that like art, we tend to be rebel rebels. You know, don't really get in, don't really fit in very well with the whole Catholic thing. <laughs> Um, not related, but can I read you the description of Jason X from the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. The year is 2455. The place is Old Earth. Once the shimmering blue jewel of the galaxy, Old Earth is now a contaminated planet, abandoned for centuries. Yet humans have returned to the deadly place that they once fled, not to live, but to research the ancient rustling artifacts of the bygone civilizations that caused this environmental disaster. And little does the most recent landing party of intrepid young explorers realize the fate that awaits them. This is so my (laughs) shit. I'm going to have to see this. I want to watch it. Yeah, we should do like a Facebook Live uh-huh. or something and like do like a thing where we watch it together. I don't know. How do people do it? Whatever. It's fine. It never well, happened. the legend um, of this is growing like because it, it, it's been mentioned in a couple podcasts now. So, so it's definitely going to be a big event now, Jason X, much to my chagrin. Yeah. Are you planning to, to actually see it or uh, do you feel like you, you need to do a lot more groundwork? on basic horror probably but no that that'll be like that'll probably be a big event i'll do for my uh podcast now and just because the how the legend's growing and how ridiculous that sounds that That sounds great (laughs) that like has all of my favorite things in it because i also i mean i don't know about the rest of the franchise um i've seen like bits and like part of what i'm doing is like going back and just watching a lot of the old like horror classics of especially of like the 70s and 80s um because like i've seen parts of things or i've seen like different installments and different franchises and i don't know that i've like actually seen like the important ones or whatever or like the the first one so i just went back and watched the first uh to Friday the 13th, and I think the first one is actually one of my favorite what? horror movies. I, I always mix them all up. Which one is that, the yeah. first one? So that, the first one, they're at Camp Crystal Lake, and, um, I mean, I can't, I don't know, I, can I, wait, can I talk about it without, like, no, totally spoiling it? No, you don't have to, you don't have to. Wait. Yeah. Friday the... But, like, the killer is not who you think it is. Oh, okay, yeah. I actually don't think I've ever seen that. And then, so, and then it's there's Halloween, wonderful. which is Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Also, just watch the first and one And then there's yep. the one with the dreams. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Street. Okay. Also I mix that. all yeah. three of those up. I think I've seen all three yeah. of them. Apparently, those are, like, the, the, the three slasher, you know, kings or whatever. Jason, Mm -hmm. Freddy, and Michael Myers. Yeah. So there's a shot at the end of the first Friday the 13th that I think 
is it's worth watching the entire movie just for this one gorgeous shot of the girl in a canoe like all dazed that she's survived this thing and she's just floating on the lake and they clearly were filming at a different time of year than when it's set in because the leaves are starting to turn but it's just like so beautiful because they're like reflected on the lake and i love it that's good also filmed in new jersey camp nobi bosco in blairstown Where? new jersey it's like out in western oh, new jersey okay. blairstown so so we've been dis- we discussed this a little bit on my halloween episode but i've been discussing this like further so that's you know filmed in new jersey right then you have mm-hmm. Haddonfield, Ohio, uh, or no, uh, Haddonfield, Indiana, where Halloween takes place, is named after Haddonfield, New Jersey. Oh, really? Because I was, I was wondering about that. I was like, is this taking place in New <laughs> Jersey too? Yeah, and the sc- you know the screenwriter was born in Haddonfield, New Jersey, and then it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then right next to Haddonfield, New Jersey, the, the neighboring town, is Voorhees. Oh, okay. I, I don't get it, but that's <laughs> it's so weird. Well, we're living in the Matrix. That's why. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Can we um, go back on to the topic of the craft for a second? Because yes, I want to talk course. about the ending. Uh, and not, mm-hmm. like, I don't even, like, I feel like I don't even want to get into all the problematic things with, like, Nancy. And like, I just don't even, like, that's the four-hour yeah. version of this and whatever. Um, right. But I really love at the end... Uh, the two sidekick girls <laughs> um, come to Sarah and they're like, hey, we're really sorry we tried to kill you and do you still have your powers? Because we don't have our powers anymore. <laughs> and she does. And But like her response to them is like... Yeah, what does she say? It's so she good. Says, uh, they're like, oh, like maybe like you could we could talk sometime. And she says, hold your breath until I call. Like yeah. she just like and her delivery of it is so no like, ice shit cold. at the end yeah. of this, which is like exactly who I want her to be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, she's still like clearly a badass witch who's gonna use her powers for good. Yeah. Um, yeah. She like just like too. you can tell that like for her she came out of this stronger and better, um, mm-hmm. in a way that's like super inspiring. Yeah, and just like confident Mm -hmm. yeah and you know which is like again goes back to what i was saying before about like to have this much power as a teen girl like just to have even like a fraction of that kind of like confidence and self-knowledge right (laughs) could have used that could have used that uh yeah i feel like maybe i just like on future watches of this movie we'll just turn it off before the rape scene and just like end it there what happens right before that Oh, I don't even remember. I just, like, don't like the, all the like, how dark oh, it gets. Yeah. And I just want to, like, enjoy the fun parts of this movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that I was actually surprised. I never remembered that. And I was actually surprised that happened. Oh, I wasn't. Well, I know, <laughs> which you've reminded me on many films. But I'm, I'm still always like, oh, my God, I forgot that happened. Shame, shame yeah. on me. But Well, I was actually, when I watched uh, Carrie 2, I was surprised that that did not happen i was like you mean there's not gonna be a rape in this movie what this is you know there's like all sorts of and like technically yes there is statutory rape but like and there's all sorts of like boys behaving badly with regard to sexual activity but no one even almost gets raped it's great 
yeah i mean sorry i just it's like we've seen so much of it recently like and it just it's like refreshing when it doesn't happen but like all your entire preface sentence is funny that that's refreshing like it just yeah people have a list you know they they (laughs) they uh score points for different particular women refreshing well that part is not refreshing that part is uh, to be expected but well because when i um was like trying to think back on seeing the movie and then and reading like the description of it before i saw it i like projected a rape into that story that i thought happened that did not just because like it like the combination of like what i remembered happening in the movie and all of the movies that i've ever seen <laughs> and then also reading the description of it like made it sound like that might happen but gotcha. it's just ugh, it's everywhere um, something, I just remembered this now, um, and I, I've said this, I see it in a lot of high school films, we have a, a dead mother character, well, yep. character, but it just seems like most high school films are sing- about a single parent, not yeah, about, a lot of them definitely are, yeah, yeah, and in this case, uh, her mother died during childbirth, which is an entire genre <laughs> unto itself, um, but... So Sarah seems to be the only one of them that is a natural witch, you know, and the others are just kind of like leeching off of her power and like they're able to do like learn and do spells and stuff. But she's the only one that's like born with power. And the lady at the witch store tells her that her mother was also a witch, but she doesn't know this because her mother was not there to tell her, which is so sad. I think that's pretty cool, though, that um, mm-hmm. in in this world of witchcraft you can like learn it you don't have to just be born into it yeah yeah and as a as a teen girl who's very very interested in magic that was very attractive (laughs) what would you have done with your magic yeah that's a good question i mean what would i not have done with my magic well, uh, you like if any of it you worked. said you didn't you know feel any remorse for the characters who are dying or losing their hair not... so i can't <laughs> okay remorse is the wrong word what i said was that i did not have empathy for them that's like a really big difference uh <laughs> but yeah i would have fucked some shit up for sure <laughs> yeah like because i also wanted to be a witch we all wanted to be witches like yeah. for like for what what were we trying to do <laughs> to have any sort of power or like agency over you know what happened to us or whatever or have a talking cat how great would that have been who needs friends when you have a talking cat also i was like very i really really i still want like powers of telekinesis because i don't want to have to like get up and refill my water bottle (laughs) that sounds very attractive to me i'm trying to think like what else was no, I think you're right that it's just like if I have power, everything will be fixed. Right. It doesn't even Which, matter what learn in kind movie, of power or what you're going to do with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I love, and this is like towards the beginning of the mo- beginning or maybe like second act, where like they are, they take the bus somewhere to do magic in nature. And the bus driver is like, hey, girls, watch out for the weirdos. And Nancy is like, we are the weirdos. Yes, yeah, that's a great line. Yeah. I have some uh, quick witchcraft related facts. Uh, 
actress Faruza Balk is, is, or at least was, a Wiccan in real life, um, so she was also able to help the filmmakers keep the storyline as, quote, realistic as they could, which, I don't know about that, but, um, she was able to give them Wicca contacts and help them in areas that she couldn't, but, so this was, like, another thing about, like, the gender dynamic and how this movie was made. Um, the the deity or, like, the god energy, the, like, all energy whatever thing that they are trying to channel in this movie, um, they refer to them as Manon and are using male pronouns for it. Um, and I think, and I'm not do 100% they? Really? Sure yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. Yeah, it, like, jumped out to me really quickly. Because, for one thing, I, I think that, like, Wicca, maybe, or, you know, other forms of witchcraft are often very, uh, like, matriarchal, yeah. maybe? Like, that, like it's usually, like, a, a goddess and not necessarily, like, a male deity. Um, and also the name Menon is a common French woman's name. So, like, it, it was just weird. Uh, but the connection of this name to any, any deity or spirit is made up by the filmmakers. However, the film crew had to return to the beach location a second time to complete filming, which was interrupted by several weird occurrences that even caused which consultant what a job title. I would love to be a witch consultant when I grow up. Uh, Pat Devon to raise an eyebrow. As the fog rolled in at midnight, the four actresses used actual Wiccan rites and language to invoke powerful forces. Then, as Feruza Bulk attempts to invoke the deity, Manon, a flock of bats hovered over the set and the tide rose dramatically, extinguishing the circle of candles. Which, how did they get those candles places? <laughs> did they have a rolling suitcase? There's so many candles. How did they get them there? Anyway, uh, that was not part of what I was reading. Uh, I just lost my place. Okay, so yeah, extinguish the circle of candles. Wiccan consultant Devin recalls that Manon, a fictitious creation for the film, sounds very close to Mananen, which is the Gaelic god of the sea. Uh, but she said, luckily we weren't all swept out to sea. And, uh, the director said that every time the girls started the ceremony and only when they would start the ceremony the waves would come up like super Whoa. fast and like pounding really heavily and that uh, right when Nancy says her line men all fill me which again with that like language about filling them and like being in them and that stood out to me as something like weird and gross uh, but right at that exact moment they actually lost power on the set like all of their generators Whoa. went out so isn't that spooky he also said that uh it, they sought a pg-13 rating and followed all the guidelines to earn that rating but in the final outcome they gave the mpaa rated it r because the because the film dealt with teenage girls using witchcraft right and like not not the attempted rape not the suicide but they stuff. didn't like, well it's, to be fair i also read that they don't know that for sure they're guessing that no, I think, like, the MPAA, like, no. gives you a reason why. No? I mean, they, I don't know. The thing I read was, like, it was the director being like, yeah, but also it's a girl witchcraft movie, so they just, like, gave it an R rating. It seemed, like, a little oh. bit dramatic, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, anyway, do you guys have anything else? 
I think it stuck with us because of a lot of this stuff we already talked about. And also just like yeah. Nancy was like just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just again so powerful. So powerful. And so scary. Like that, and just like so everything. And, you know, as a woman with a big tooth, yeah. big gummy mm-hmm. smile <laughs> like, hey, look at her. She is terrifying they, sometimes. I, too. I read part That's of an okay. interview with Robin Tunney who is like just talking about like how that that this movie would be cast today and like they're all gorgeous women but they're not like they're not all like standard like except for Nev Campbell I I feel like she's pretty like conventionally beautiful but like and and I mean Robin Tunney was like and all of us were like short where they're all like under five foot three like I don't know just like oh interesting uh Jordan you want a okay. circus this shit? It's not a whole show, though, and it's only because it's very related That's to okay. something that I'm working on right now. But so it's it's a craft triple trap act, which um, I'm sure okay. you don't know what triple trap is. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is it three people doing trapezes? It's three trapezes, <laughs> um, and as many people as you want. Um, oh, wow. But it works quite well with four people. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so it's it's three trapezes all attached though they're like not they're not hung separately so it's like four ropes with three bars like stacked vertically no the um the other way horizontal horizontal okay. like a cross yeah um and yeah it's a triple trap act where it starts out and they're all like you know it's the plot of the movie they're all working together it's like going really great and then like shit starts to get messed up like nancy really loses it and like separates from the group and is like doing her own really crazy thing this sounds great yeah into it yeah. but i could only come up with like a single act that's I couldn't fine see a whole show. yeah I and also like i'm making maybe... a triple trap act right now and that's the only reason why i was like this is what it is <laughs> but like there's four of us and there's four of them yeah well, I feel like maybe you could do, like, a show that's, like, three one-act pieces adapting some of these movies. So, like, like if it were up to me, it would be The Craft, maybe The Rage Carry, too, mm-hmm. and, like, what's another good... I would love that, yeah, and then, like, Late 90s, more. like, a ho- goth movie. Oh, The Crow, maybe. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it would have, one, like, a but... theme. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Like, it would just be a show inspired by... But I don't mm-hmm. even... I think you could do the whole 90s. I don't think it only has to be the late 90s. Like, yeah. Open it well, up that's a little. Just, it's my, like, I have a, a specific fondness for that time frame because of my age. Yeah. If you open it up a little more... Ooh, Scream! Yeah. Scream would probably be good. Which came out the same year as this movie. I don't know if we mentioned that, did we? And also stars Ski Ulrich and Nev Campbell. Neve Campbell? Nev. Nev? I think it's Nev. Uh, yeah. But, like, Neve, I've never, like, heard of Nev as a name outside of her. her. But Neve is, like, a really popular Irish name. The Cell. Do you remember that movie? I'm looking up goth movies now. Extremely vaguely. It's and should I watch? It's that? not a good movie, I don't think. But it's like okay. really stylized. It would make a really good like yeah. dancer circus act, I think. Okay. 
Yeah. It has J-Lo in it, right? Yeah. Kara, have you ever seen Lost Highway? Lost. Is that David mm-hmm. Lynch? I think so. It's on this list of definitely goth Definitely not in, like, at least a decade. It's my favorite one. I don't, it's not the best really? one, but it's my favorite one. And mm-hmm. it's pretty dark and weird. Wait, which list are you looking at? It's an IMDb list just called 55 okay. Goth Movies. Uh, Crimson Peak. That is on my list of things that I want to watch this month. That's Guillermo del Toro. Uh, oh, Interview with a Vampire. Yikes. That's a problematic movie. Hellraiser. I know I talked about that on the last movie, but I really liked that first one. The Matrix. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. goth. All right. Should we land the bus? Because now we're just reading um, the internet together. <laughs> that's how we end It is how we end most of them. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Season of the Witch is on this one. That movie's a not Cage good. Movie. I have not seen it. Don't. <laughs> I Maybe watched I'll, it for Cage I'll Club. I'll listen to the Cage Club episode about I it. I watched it for Cage Club it. and like could not get any part of it into my brain so that when we recorded i was like i'm so sorry i actually don't have anything to say about this (laughs) that's really that's how bad it is (laughs) uh bram stoker's dracula which i don't understand why so this is the coppola dracula dracula which to me actually is the definitive dracula i love that one a lot um also stars winona Ryder. so go check out the both the keanu club and the Winona Forever episodes at keychclub.me about Bram Stoker's Dracula. But why isn't it called Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula? Like, it's it's an adaptation of the book, but, like, why is it still called Bram Stoker's Dracula? Probably, maybe, because of some weird rights things. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm landing this bus. Yeah! Uh, Kara, got anything to plug? Yeah, um, so I talked about Inktober before. You can see all of my drawings at bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E dot art on Instagram or just my regular ass Instagram at bimps. Um, I'm also at bimps on Twitter and I am mostly sharing my Inktober drawings there too. So you can check that out and uh, check me out at cageclub.me slash Kara to find all of my appearances on various Cage Club podcasts, including Brian's High School Slumber Party. Uh, If you want to leave us some comments, (laughs) please do that, uh, or email us wistfulpod at gmail. Gross burps, sorry. (laughs) Wistfulpod. I can't get this out. Wistful pub. <laughs> uh, wistful pod at gmail.com. Yeah. I uh, I don't have much. You can follow me on Instagram at JordoPC. That's it. We did it. Thanks for listening. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. From the cradle bars comes a beckoning voice to sing spinning. You have no choice. You have no choice, you hear laughter Cracking